up, East High? Howdy, folks. We're back. Nice to see you. I haven't seen you for two days. Wow, that's such wow. a long time. It's been a long time. We are Wildcat Minute, here to talk about High School Musical, one minute at a time. And who specifically are we? I am Condra. And I'm Tyler. And we're joined again by our special guest, Caroline. Hello, Caroline. Hi. Greetings. Salutations. Greetings. Um, thank you for coming back. <laughs> we didn't scare you away. <laughs> no, I had fun. We're, we're glad. <laughs> I guess I guess it hasn't happened, but it is theoretically possible for a guest to be like, actually, um, I have an appointment now and I can't record the second episode. Sorry, bye. That's happened. I feel like I've heard that happen for like ones that record for a week and they're not able to be there for the whole session. Or I actually recorded <laughs> in one that we recorded two or three episodes and um, it was Dirty Harry Minute and... Someone couldn't stay through for all of them, so they rotated out people. So I was the only consistent one between them, and it, that was a little jarring. Yeah, I feel like I've done, I've had sessions where it's like we've recorded like two of the three, and then we have to come back later for the third one. But anyway, High School Musical, what are we talking about today, Condra? So today we are talking about Minute 60, which starts out with Troy turning the frame over and ends with Taylor listing people. Mm. So we get the big reveal. Who is the 13th person on the East High Wildcats basketball team? It's not Principal Matsui. It's... Do you remember his name, Tyler? Yeah, it's Mike Bolton. <sighs> Jack? Caroline, you listen to this podcast. How do you feel about this bit? I think it's fine. I think the one, <laughs> the name that... Have you ever called him Brad? I feel like that was the one that I, that I latched onto. <laughs> Wait, so you wish he was named Brad? If he was going to be named something that wasn't... Is his, na- is his real name Jack? Yes. Okay, if he wasn't going to be named Jack, I think Brad was was the one that, that worked for me. Although now also- that I'm saying this, my skating coach was named Brad for about 10 years. So maybe I just associate that name with coach <laughs> figure. <laughs> I like Brent, too. Oh, Brent was good. Yeah. Yeah. Mi- yeah, Mr. Coach Mike Jack Brent. <laughs> that, was a, that was an episode title. So, yeah, we find out that Coach Bolton, class of 81, was also a Wildcat champion, a father, and now coach. I thought that was interesting. So we think that he became a coach after he be- after Troy was like a freshman on this basketball team? Because it seems I'm... like the order is off. It seems like he would have been a coach first and then brought up his son <laughs> to join the basketball team. Well, but that's just semantics. Well, I mean... So Troy's 17, like 16, 17 years old. I'm going to guess coach has been coach longer, like less than 17 years, but more than the three that Troy has been in high school. So it's still the correct order. It's just time is not not relevant to Troy being on the team. Needless to say, it's clear that Coach Bolton, despite being looked up to by this specific group of boys, is probably one of those unremarkable people who peaked in high school and then just <laughs> kept coaching. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe he, he it, maybe his other job is actually something remarkable. You mean his other job, like his other role in the school? Yeah, whatever <laughs> else he does. I, I would doubt it. <laughs> But maybe. <laughs> and of course, a dis- disclaimer, it is possible to, you know, be a lifetime coach and make an impact on lots of youth's lives and be a very valuable part of your community. It's just kind of a joke that, you know, like peaking in high school, then never really leaving the one realm that you were successful at. There, Like there, 
there are good and bad examples of it, I think. Definitely. But I also think, I was thinking about this, so the order, champion, father, coach, is that the order that Jack sees himself in, or does he think champion, coach, father, <laughs> which I think is the actual order, <laughs> but we could discuss this. <laughs> what is the order that Jack Bolton thinks of himself? I don't know. I feel like he could see himself as a father of all of these boys if he wanted. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so maybe the last two are kind of just synonyms. Um, first off, I want to say that I like the idea that these three epithets are kind of like his uh, pretentious uh, Twitter bio. Um, <laughs> like, you know, when celebrities are like, first of all, I'm a mother and I'm a, a daughter. And then sometimes I'm also in Princess Diaries movies. <laughs> hey, Anne Hathaway is perfect. <laughs> As is Julie Andrews. Caroline, you seem like you would like the Princess Diaries movies. Have you seen those? I've seen the first one, and I, and I do like it. I don't think the I've seen the other one. The second one has Chris Pine in it too. Ooh. All right, quick Princess Diaries minute. The only the only scene I remember from that movie vividly is when um, they get they get in a little accident with the bus, <gasps> and Julie Andrews nice. knights the guy with the the car e brake. What a great diversion! Julie Andrews is perfect. <laughs> I actually like the second one a lot. I think Raven being in it, it adds a really fun presence to it. And Julie Andrews and her duet like makes me melt because it was just after Julie Andrews got her like surgery and she didn't think she was ever going to be able to sing again. And it just was like very touching. Yeah. Also, I love Anne Hathaway. Like plus strong girl power message. And Lily is amazing and hilarious. I also think... Not to mention those two annoying maid ladies. Oh, they're just in the second one, yeah. But um, the in the first one, I think one of my favorite like little tidbits about the movie, when Lily and Mia are walking on the bleachers outside in the rain when they're discussing Mia becoming a princess and Anne Hathaway actually slipped and fell... And they kept that in as an accident because it was very in character for Mia. And I was like, that's a great, like, I think that was Rob Marshall, those movies. Mm, it's not Thurgood Marshall, that's for sure. Nope. All right. Back to uh, high school <laughs> music. Back to the epic highs and lows of high school basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I know. Whoa, was, that was, quote again. It, I, it has to come up again. I know it came up recently. But just the drama the in this locker room is so intense for the, the beginning of this minute. What do you guys think of that picture of um, Jack Bolton? I thought he kind of looked like Jason Siegel. <laughs> I, I honestly did not look that close. So now I'm like trying to remember. I did note that he was number 21. I noted that too. What number is Troy again? Is he 12? 14. 14. Do high school teams retire numbers? <laughs> Maybe. Usually not. <laughs> yeah, very rarely. It's conceivable, but yeah. Yeah, I could. I see Jason Segaltai, but I mean. Thank you. It, it's not like. It's more like the way his hair swoops. It reminds me of him in The Muppets. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say. Um, wait, hold on. We didn't talk about how when, when Troy turns over the picture, he goes like, my dad. Like like his dad is dead or something, like the emotional music kicks in. <laughs> I mean, his dad could be as well as dead to him after that big You're fight they me. got into. <laughs> Troy could be dead to his father is more like Honestly. <laughs> Caroline, you ever been dead to someone? <laughs> I don't, not as far as I know. 
Tyler. That's not an appropriate question. If anyone listening to this podcast, if I'm dead to you, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if if the answer had been yes, you would not have been obligated to answer that question. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. But I like, so uh, getting back to this, because we still have a decom in a whole other half of this minute. Chad ends with, it's a winning tradition like no other. I don't know about either of you, but I automatically start thinking, I want you to know. This winning tradition's like no other. Exactly. Yeah, that's just what I've I mean, though. The, the drama, the stakes. The YouTube like to do. <laughs> yeah, there. Sorry, we overlapped there. What did you say, Caroline? Just like the drama, like a winning tradition like no other. Like the stakes are not that high, they simply are not. But <laughs> calm down, Chad. You have another year. So we cut to Taylor and Gabriella and the other assembled brainy folks. Scholastic club. Would agree with our sentiment that high school sports are not that important in the grand scheme of things. But not in the cruel way, Taylor. I have lots of problems with Taylor's speech here. It's supposed to be empowering. But it's bullying, and I don't like it. so bad. I want to hear your thoughts, Condra, and I also have a bunch written down. So she, Taylor, tries to evoke evolution. So saying from the Neanderthal to the Cro-Magnon to early Warriors Knights, all leading up to Lunkhead Basketball Man, this is the life of Troy Bolton. Um, I do really love Lunkhead Basketball Man and the poster they made. I want a copy of that poster so bad. But I just have an issue. So I'm going to just pick early warriors because I could go off on any of them. But the intellectual development of these individuals to survive and thrive all does not negate. Aggressor was not a bad thing. And knights were often the elite. So they actually controlled and had political power and had to use their brains. It was not just going to conquest and fight in Christian wars and all that kind of stuff. And also the idea that athletes, like modern athletes, are overpaid and boneheads. I have problems with that too because athletes are some of the biggest assets for social movements swaying the minds of the people. They have a lot of influence that really people don't realize how much influence they have sometimes. And um, I've seen in my one of my classes I'm in right now, um, I'm talking about management and we were talking about like leaders and seven or eight athletes came up as like leaders of social movements, leaders of their communities. You have people like LeBron James, like creating foundations to help kids like in lower socioeconomic status to get help in school. There was another football player that like spearheaded um, or helped along with a New Jersey libraries movement to get to hopefully increase the funding of libraries in New Jersey. So there's so many athletes that do good things that are also tied to intellect and intellects and athletics are not dichotomies. And that's something really frustrating that Taylor just like gets my goat on. Yeah, I agree. I agree with a lot of that. And I also think that even beyond like social like impacts that that sports and athletes can have, like I think just sport like being able to achieve like impressive physical things is like is an impressive talent and it's not necessarily more or less important than like being good at art or something or theater. I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take, but I think 
people being good at sports is cool. But I also think one thing she does is when she says this is the inevitable world of Troy Bolton, she's saying that not only can Troy, like while he's in high school, only play basketball and that's all he can do, but also that he's only going to play basketball for the rest of his life. Which like, again, he plays at East, he plays at an Albuquerque high school. Like he's probably not going to play basketball for the rest of his life. It's just very, yeah, but very But he could productive. end up like his dad. What? He could end up like his dad, though. That's true. That's true. But then he wouldn't be overpaid. I mean, I guess he would be relative to the other adults at East High, but not relative to society. So it just, yeah, this whole notion that you can only do one thing when you're in high school and then saying the one thing you do in high school is the only thing you can do for the rest of your life is a lot. I think there is something to be said for Taylor's take that, you know, like the the glorification of athletes and like the idea that physical prowess. I feel like just about every kid wants to like like at some point in their life just like thinks they're going to be a professional athlete you know in whatever sport they do like that becomes like their number one passion whether it's like just soccer when you're seven or like lacrosse when you're 14 or whatever like it becomes so serious and then eventually everyone pivots away and like you know like they said in Moneyball like some point you get told that you can't play the game anymore and you know for most people it's when they're younger Mm -hmm. and the the idea that Taylor's going at is like, you know, like it would be great if we could have people who focused more on things like science and art when they were younger and aspired to be to be that instead of athletes. Like it seems that everyone in this school, that's all they care about. I get that point. And I also but also everything Condor said is right. Well, I'm going to bounce off of you. I'm going to yes and you, Tyler. Also funding. So if funding going to athletics instead of going to STEM or humanities. I could see that being a contentious thing. Like, oh, the sports team got a new set of jerseys, but we can't afford our science equipment. Like, that I could see as a reasonable... But Taylor simply attacks a person for basically their brain, and people develop it very in a variety of paces and learn in many different ways and school is often not conducive to most people's learning styles it's like you're lucky if you find a teacher that is willing to work with your learning style so for taylor to belittle people who maybe have a harder time in school or have different circumstances um taylor just takes takes too much at a face value that i have a problem with i think Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, I think the problem isn't really about the relative weights of like all of these different pursuits. I think it's that Taylor as a character thinks she's better than everybody. (laughs) Oh, definitely. So so that's just really what this speech is. But yeah, it's not nice. Yeah. Although I do like the phrase lunkhead basketball man. And like the poster they've put her and Chad have both put a lot of a lot of time into this. Okay, so yeah, we need to talk about the the, the plan overall, because we were talking about this last week. So when they meet up in the morning, it seemed that Taylor had given the laptop to Chad, but now Taylor has the laptop again, and they've made like a a cute little slideshow. But Chad didn't make a slideshow. He had a bunch of pictures. Did Chad have to like research former East High people on the laptop? I'm going to have, Caroline, I'm going to ask you not to answer this, because this Mm -hmm. scene continues, Tyler. Okay. And Fair enough. you'll get the answer in the next few minutes. So unfortunately, Caroline, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, no, I got you. But you see from my perspective now how this is bonkers, right? Definitely. If mm-hmm. you're watching this unfamiliar, <laughs> you're like, why did Taylor and Ch- Chad meet in the morning? Yeah, okay. That was that, that was my first thing. I, I like that 
uh, Gabrielle is just kind of amused and like she's like, okay, this is silly, guys. Like, what? He's fine. He's Troy. What? What? What's your problem? Do you think they know about? Like, do you think she told them about how they met at the ski lodge and they sang karaoke or whatever? Or do you think that she's keeping that secret? I think it's a secret. It's a good question. Yeah, we never had a um, tell me more, tell me more Grease type song. Ooh, I've seen Grease. What are we at? Fourteen now. <laughs> Fifteen. We had one off, off, um, off mic. Oh well, Princess Diaries was fourteen, and then fifteen. So we're at sixteen, I guess. We're racking them up for you, Caroline. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many do you guys think you've seen? Thousands. At least, at least seven. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you know, up, upwards of a hundred, probably uh, more than a hundred. There are fifty-five Disney animated movies, and I've seen all of those. I'd Condor seen every one. Yeah, I, I don't think I could numerically count. Should we get into Taylor's list of ev- every famous woman ever? Yeah. Oh, it cut off right before the funniest one, Condra. Do you remember? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I did happen to not pause in time, the, so I do actually know who the next one is. Well, the caption spoiled it, too. So if we want to just go, my closed captions in the in the recording spoiled it. So we can go to Oprah. Okay. That's fine. So, yeah, right. we have Eleanor Roosevelt, Frida Kahlo, Sandra Day O'Connor, Madame Marie Curie, Jane Goodall, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. <laughs> so you can definitely tell Taylor wrote this list. I like how she, you know, tried to make it, you know, like a, a, a diverse group of like fields. Yeah. Girl boss. <laughs> yeah, it is very like girl bossy. Yeah. But also and mo- there's only a couple that are really modern and none that are really older. Like Eleanor Roosevelt's the oldest of them. And, or I guess Madame Curie and Eleanor Roosevelt were kind of around the same time, but you could have thrown like a Queen Elizabeth or like Queen Elizabeth <laughs> the, the first. Boss. Yeah. Or, you know, Hatshepsut or something. Yeah. Joan of Arc, like. Mrs. of Arc. Emperor Sixi. She was um, an empress of China. Super cool and also super crazy and like murderous. But Or um, Ellen DeGeneres, another daytime talk show host. <laughs> yeah it just do you guys have any thoughts about this lineup like we've got a couple scientists Um, a couple politicians i think it's i think it's kind of a funny reflection back onto the list of famous basketball players that chad talked about earlier that was like shaquille o'neal and lebron james and one other person i thought it was just shaq and lebron i don't remember it might have just been those two. Yeah, it really feels like if you were to walk into a public library and pick out the first, like, six uh, kid biographies, like, about women, yeah. it's going to be these That's ones. Get. <laughs> like, the writers just Googled famous historical women. Yeah. And these were the ones they got. Okay, we need to get into our decom of the week. All right. Okay. Um, before we do that, Caroline, is there anything else non-spoilery that you wanted to talk about? Do you have a favorite song? I think Stick to the Status Quo might be my favorite, but I also really like the f- the finale song, the last one, mm. which I'm sure, mm-hmm. like, Tyler knows what that song's called, right? He's danced to that song. Are you referring song. to We're All in This Together? Yes. I, li- I like the group, the group numbers, but yeah. I just really yeah. like this movie, man. Ensembles. I think it's genuine. I think it's nice. Every time I watch it, I get something more out of it. So... That's that on that. Thank you. All right, Tyler. Oh, great. So I'm going to be delivering this decom of the week 
to Caroline and Condra. The DCOM is Upside Down Magic, which happens to be the most recently aired DCOM from July 31st, 2020. They didn't have a Halloween one or anything, so we'll see if that when, what the next one is. Directed by Joe Nussbaum, who happened to be the director of Sidney White, Ooh, the Amanda Bynes. I love that movie. Flick. And starring Isabella Rose and Sienna Agudong. Upside Down Magic. I'll let you guys take it from there. Let me know if you need any further hints. It's also based on a book. Are those books like young adults? Like what's like the age group that the they're, books are for? They're middle readers. They're um, fourth to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Sarah Mlynowski, Lauren Miracle, and Emily Jenkins. Mlynowski, that was someone I couldn't remember. Okay. So, Caroline, I only know a very little bit about this. So I'm going to, I'll try and hold what I know just because I know the book a bit. Um, and I also remember the trailers when it was coming out a bit but oh boy um, what do you what do you think what how do at what direction do we want to do there were two young girls ty you said for the actresses yes yeah two young girls maybe like i don't know early high school late middle school age um do we think magic school do we think like magic school like I like that. I think like the upside down is it like did they go to the magic school on purpose or did they like somehow end up there without without like intentionally mm. like was there like a portal situation that they accidentally like ended up in like some magic realm kind of like Halloween town where they get on the bus and they just show up in Halloween town. <laughs> yeah. Like that, except I haven't seen Halloween Town, but I do know what it's about because I won't listen to this pod. Um, yeah, I think I think I don't know. I think what do we think the upside down is? We don't think it's like a literal a literal thing that happens to them in the movie, do we? I I, I don't think. I mean, it could be one of the things that go awry as they're learning magic. Um, but- yeah. So I think they're magic, but like it's something about. Like, either none of their family was magic, or there was, like, some logistical mishap where they ended up in a magic place where, like, they weren't expecting, like, from a a young age to, like, eventually learn magic. Like, I think it's thrust upon them. It's kind of like um, a muggle-born going to Hogwarts and it being a surprise. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so that's a a premise. That's not really a plot. Okay, um, so we have two young girls. Is one of them, like, from a magic family and is familiar, and the other one is this kind of accidental, or...? Yeah, yeah, I like that. And then the one... So maybe they don't know each other at the beginning of the movie, and then this this one gets thrown into this magic situation, and the other one is, like, her friend. I, I, I'm going to choose to believe friend or mentor as opposed to aggressor. Bully. Yeah. I would get a kick out of it. If the one that comes from, like, the rich magic background, and I don't know if this is true or not, this is part I'm making up on my own, um, that they are not as good at magic, and the other one is kind of like a natural talent, despite having no previous knowledge about being magical, and the one who's less good at magic, like, tries to do something more advanced to show that they're, like, from a good magic family, and get into some shenanigan, and the less good one has to save them, to and then they're like, maybe we could work together. Okay, yeah. So this, I think, so they fun. there are all these shenanigans at the beginning, and then they decide to team up. But like, are they teaming up against an evil oil baron, or, <laughs> or yeah, who are they teaming up against? A sassy other magic wielder 
who is trying to steal some relic, maybe? Okay, yeah. Do we think too... like do we think a low stakes relic? Like it's like some older kid at this in this magic school, like trying to steal like I'm something low stakes. Or do we think like a high stakes? Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen that, so <laughs> I just realized I was like, me. "Crap!" I'm describing descendants um, just a little bit because they steal. Like they're aiming to steal the fairy godmother's wand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I I think it'd be funnier if it was low stake. Like, they're really trying to get in, like, do this thing, but it's like, oh, it's just this, like, whatever. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I like a high that. stake would make more sense for drama. Or maybe it's, like, the person trying to steal it doesn't realize how big of a deal, like, it is. Like, where, like, if this thing was, if this thing is mishandled or whatever, then more people will know about the magic than, oh. than are supposed to. But they yeah. don't really know that. They're trying to steal it for, That's like, a, a classic villain. or something. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like, but then I don't, don't know get... how the main characters would know that it was important. I don't think they do, but they just... Maybe the the person that's trying to steal played the trick that, like, goaded the less talented... Or, like, the prestigious magic family person that's not good at magic on to making whatever mistake they did that, bound, like, bound them together in friendship. So they've been, like, keeping a wary eye on them. Uh, on this like ne'er do well, and then they're like, "What are they up to?" And they start following, and then they're like, "They're gonna steal the magic thing," and they're trying to like prevent them from doing it just because <laughs> like spite. Okay, yeah, I like that. I think that that walks the line between high stakes and then also like this is a magic school movie. And then does it end in a dance <laughs> or a graduation? I don't know. Maybe it ends with, like, because if we assume that the, these younger girls wouldn't be, like, graduating because they're they're younger, maybe it ends with, like, the girl who's not from, the, like, the, the main girl, mm-hmm. like, going back to, like, her family or whatever and telling mm. them about. Yeah. I don't know. But I then like- that sort of messes with the the nobody's supposed to know about, or not that many people are well, supposed to know about Well, obviously, like, her family but- is because if not, it'd be, like... Why are you going away for nine months? Yeah, so maybe maybe it's it's her going back, or maybe the family is like the magic family and the and the not magic family like become friends or something. Oh, maybe it's like the Hobbit where she goes back and she's like, I went on this crazy adventure, and then like mm. no one believes her. I like their yeah. families becoming friends though. I think that's cute. Yeah, that you said that like right as I started saying it, but I didn't want to not say it. Okay, how, were we were we close? <laughs> how how we do, Ty? You actually were, you know, you're pretty close. And I think Condor knew that it was a magic school. So it was a good yeah. good starting place. And I thought that was fine because magic school can still go lots of directions. But you guys, yeah, you guys have a lot of it there. So um, Eleanor, also known as Nori, and Reyna go to Sage Academy, which is a magic school. Think less like Hogwarts and more like Sky High. Yeah, oh, I've seen that one. So they kind of have like their little like tryouts. They're like placements. And Reyna gets into the flare class, which is for like the more adept magic users. And Nori gets into the titular upside down magic class for the sort of like less proficient types, I guess. So we have this dichotomy, which you guys touched on. So the uh, the the UDMs, as it were, get taught how to protect themselves against shadow magic because they are kind of more susceptible to it. However, Reyna finds a book and uses it to strengthen her abilities, not knowing that it's, you know, tied into shadow magic. So Reyna kind of gets strong 
and there's a scene where she like almost hurts Nori. There's like build, they're like building up to this big kind of end of the year competition, I think. And then there shows up a girl named Chandra, spelled exactly like Chandra's name, but assumed it's pronounced like everyone else pronounces it, and it's Chandra. Yes, which is uh, which is kind of why I wanted to do this movie. Okay. And this girl named Chandra turns out to be uh, like a, an embodiment of shadow magic. Again, much like the Chandra we know. <laughs> yep. Naturally. <laughs> um, and so Reina kind of gets, you know, stuck. She's like, realizes she's in kind of a sticky wicket. Um, she gets sort of possessed at the kind of climax. And all the UDMs have to, like, work together to save her. Because they know how to protect against shadow magic. Mm. Uh, so, again, sort of like Sky High, where it's like all the underdogs come together. And so, yeah, it's kind of these two friends have these like little adventure together, magic school. It's it's pretty simple. It sounds fun, though. Yeah. Little romp. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's on Disney+. Plus. I'll look. Seems like it w- would be quick for it to already gotten there. Um, but, Caroline, which version do you like better? Which one would you want to watch? Um, I kind of like I kind of like the one that me and Contra came up with. I like the um, the idea of, like, this artifact. That's Like, I, I'm, I just think it would be fun to, like, figure out how an artifact could seem like just something fun to steal for no reason, but then also be very important somehow. But I like both of them. Yeah. yeah. We like a MacGuffin. It is not on Disney Plus yet. It will be. I presume it will be, though. Is Sky High on Disney Plus oh, yet? Oh, um, let me look. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I tried to watch it last week and it wasn't yet. You know what else is on Disney Plus right now that I'm excited about? The what? Star Wars Holiday Special Lego Edition. Wow. Yeah, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Is it a remake of the original Star Wars Holiday I Special? I don't know, and I'm bracing myself. I don't think so. I doubt it. But I would love <laughs> that to would see be Boba Fett there. If it was a, just a frame-for-frame frame remake. Yep. All right, Caroline, was there anything else you wanted to plug? Um, say or say, say about, about High School, school musical. musical. One um, more time. No, nothing for me. I'd, I'd like to start the hashtag, uh, Hot Girls for High School Musical, reminiscent of Hot Girls for Bernie. So I'll be check I'll be checking that out on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. While we were off air, we were talking about the High School Musical on Ice show. So we might have you return for a, a, a segment on High School Musical on oh, Ice. I'll be there. <laughs> and thank you for coming thank on. You. It's been a delight. Yes, to thank talk you for having you. me. Condor, before we head out, where can people find us on the internet? People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. I, d- I didn't think of a joke thing for for people to say in this one. Future um, decom of the week. That's a good one. Or your favorite. This is minute 60. We've said nothing. We're an hour into this, people. Can you believe it? What has been or what's your favorite moment so far? Maybe favorite title? Do yeah, you what's have your favorite moment title? from the pod so far? Yeah, or post that on Twitter musical. with the with the hashtag Hot Girls for High School Musical. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> uh, special thanks to our artist Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram, and our musician Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler, and I've been Caroline. And we'll catch you next time for minute sixty-one, and sixty-two, and sixty-three, and sixty-four, and so on until the movie ends. You can bet on it.